Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast about magic and the gathering. My name is Bill Grennan. Everyone calls me Brasky, and today I am joined, as always, by the mighty linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Lady of the Crease, Nicole Callahan, and Inextrad, Nick Price. What is up, fam? Sup? Yo. Hey, howdy, hey. Hi. Yo, I missed you all. <laughs> I know. I missed you all too. It's been a bit. It's been a second. In true it's been fashion, a hot like, minute. It's been a hot minute, which is as opposed to a cold minute, which I believe a hot minute is longer than a cold minute. Of course. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't a cold minute be longer than a hot minute, though? I used to think that hot minutes were fast. No, oh. hot. See, yeah. A hot minute. Oh, maybe it's supposed to be fast. But hot to me is like more unbearable than cold. Mm, so it, it feels longer. How, how about a New York minute? Mm, New York. Now that's, that's super fast. That's right? super how about a cotton? Fast. Wait, no. Isn't a New York minute slow? Mm. Not unless you're upstate New York. No, I've always known. Oh. Be like, oh, yeah. These things can change in a New York minute. Whereas yes. it's been a hot minute since we've done this podcast. Yes. Has been a hot minute. When when molecules are <laughs> when it's hot, like molecules or the spaces between them expand. So <laughs> how that relates to time, I think, depending on which uh, model of physics you, you subscribe to, I think that it means that a cold minute lasts longer than a hot minute. Nick, to save this for your science podcast. All right. We all know you have that one on the Oh, side. you listen to that? Listen here, we, science boy. We don't need none of that in my magic. We found the nerd on the magic podcast. <laughs> it's, it's not that that space expands in a hot in molecules with hot. It's that they move faster. But a hot minute slow. They move yes. faster. <laughs> so, so that, yeah. So you, you definitely a cold minute is right. is slower than a hot minute, right? Yeah, that's, that's, I think it's one of those things where, like, where it's like you say the the opposite word, like that's. Uh-huh. I can't even think True. of it. Yeah, example. it's like opposite day, you know. Yeah, an oxymoron. Yeah, it's not, the, but it's you know, it's different who than of course. Call you, who you call in a? Yeah, watch your language. Wow, like, Nicole, I'm gonna get a timeout. So like toxic. Any, I know it's like anything else being full of hot air, which is what this podcast has been for the first three minutes of the entire cast. <laughs> I talking, hope you missed us talking about the science of. Listen. We all know that the downfall of this podcast is going to be Thurbone Dynamics. So let's keep <laughs> it going into some actual discussion about things like Magic the Gathering and the other wonderful things about that. Even if, I don't know, if, if someone makes a card called a hot minute, I would like to know what that card would be. But that's a topic for another another show. Okay, because we have a whole lot of things to talk about because we've got a big bag of stuff about standard that we want to get to in a little bit. But before we do that, what I need to know is how everyone's week in Magic was. Nick, how was your week in Magic? Um, it was okay. Um, I kind of going through something right now, you know, um, where where I've been very invested in magic recently, and probably more than I've been in in a few months since uh, my last kind of PT qualification. But I just have not been doing well, and that that is effect that's affecting um, kind of how I how I relate to magic and how you know how how healthy my relationship with magic has been recently. It's weird because like usually when I when I when I'm invested in magic, I put time into it and I do well. Well, well now I'm investing time in magic. Um, I'm invest, you know, I, I I'm in love with magic right now, but I'm just not doing well. So I'm trying to figure out how to improve my game. Like I've, I've identified some of the the more glaring weaknesses in in how I play, and hopefully, you know, for the next competitive season, I can work some of the 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 issues out. Like it's kind of like an anime where. 
you know, I spend an entire season trying to figure out like what my weaknesses are and then improve on them. That's at least how I'm how I'm looking at it. Dude, that that just seems like a topic for another show at some point. It's like how how to treat magic like an anime to get better at it. Oh right? yeah. Whereas I'd be like, you know, was it One Punch Man? Just be like, well, he does he does one thing. That's all he does. He's he's good at one thing. He plays Grixis. Yep, he plays Grixis, and that's all he can do. And his life is empty otherwise. Like that's a spot. Hmm. I think it's interesting as well that you talk about Nick. It's like it's in a, it's in a tense situation, and I'm actually surprised you with anime because you being from the Philippines, I was like, if your relationship with magic was a Filipino soap opera, which I know are very popular over there because I have a friend yes. who accent one. Yes, what is the type, what, what is yeah? What is the Filipino soap opera equivalent to your relationship to magic right now? Um, so it's like. It, it's okay. It's like maybe maybe I'm a I'm a businessman. You know, I, mm-hmm. I own like a few companies in my country, and I have a, a I have a very happy life. But then mm-hmm. I have this um, long lost. I found out that I have this long lost brother. Okay, who got, I like this. He's my twin who got separated from me at birth, and We're then developing the pilot. Yeah, yeah. I real like we realize that um, they're actually better than me at business, though they mm-hmm. just never got the education or the opportunities to shine. And gotcha. so we do this weird like Prince and the Popper thing where Love where it. we switch it up and Love it. Yeah, and you know like apparently my my wife likes him more than she liked me and it's Great. just it's a whole thing like Awesome. So there's yeah. what I'm getting what I'm getting a sense here is we need to make a bonus episode that's just 30 seconds long that's our pilot uh-huh, for this radio uh-huh. play soap opera. Yeah. Right? It's like, "Oh, well, what a fine time doing business. Hold on. Let me open up this door. Winoda. You showed up." Ooh. We know what the would be the doing? name of my like. Given how much exactly. we know that I played, I think we know what the would be the name of my soap opera wife. See, perfect, perfect. We are off to a great start. We have now gone from we're having troubles connecting with the game to now we have discovered our next new show, a radio play soap opera about Magic: The Gathering. I love every part of this. Great. Well, your week in Magic just got a lot better. Nicole, how was your week in Magic? Uh, my week was pretty fabulous, honestly. Um, so. Uh, Jim's been away. Uh, he is in Roanoke, Virginia. He was doing some of the Versus Live stuff at Star City Games. Uh, and normally he obviously streams. And every Monday he plays Mog Monday. And he's done, it was 95 Mondays in a row. So you can't miss Mog Monday. So I had to I had to pick up the slack and get Mog Monday going. And uh, I am now officially Goblin Matron. And that is how you all may address me from now on. Because I absolutely crushed it. I may have been in Bronze 4, but we went 4 and 1. And I muxes the heck out of everyone. And my list was like six months old and I didn't care. It was great. I had like no dead of the bugbear. I didn't have any graveyard hate. I was like, oh, there's so many graveyard decks in historic now. I didn't I didn't actually know this. So <laughs> I played against turn one stitcher supplier like like three matches, but do we have we to refer it. to you in some way now just as like oh dearest dearest goblin matron? <laughs> You may. That's 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 acceptable. I like it's it. Like, yes, please. May we may we do podcast this time? Hey, Goblin Matron, you wouldn't you wouldn't burn anyone down with your mono red, would you? No, you're I gotta, fine. I got to get one of them. Oh, okay, so spoons. Nicole, if your if your sassy. show was called Goblin Matron, what like what genre of show would it be? Oh, trash reality TV. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. yeah? Absolutely. Oh, a hundred percent. Easily, it'd be more of like you know. What happens around here when it's when the goblin matron shows up with a bunch of rascally rabbit goblins? But like you show up to really fancy things. It's like welcome to this debutante ball until the matron shows up. 
every part about this is fantastic. All right. I love it. It's going to be called, it's going to be called matron in the mogs. Matron in the mogs. Yep. And we're just going to find really fancy avenues for them to show up at all times. All right. Next. See another TV pilot. Boom. Book it. We are solid. I love everything about that. Caroline, how was your week in magic and what type of television show will it be? (laughs) Okay. So I did not play any magic this week because um, I was both Friday, Saturday, and sort of Sunday, I was kicked out of my own house. What? Isn't that just rude? I mean, this That's already awful. has the makings of a really I good trash like, TV. So I'm, I'm like, like, yeah. That's right. Keep going. This is some real, like, MTV <laughs> real world stuff right now. So this weekend that just passed was the Challenger Gauntlet, um, which Sam Pardee had qualified for by winning the Strixhaven Championship. Um, and so a couple weeks ago, when he was leading up to testing, he like very sheepishly was like, Caroline, so how do you think about not being here on Friday? <laughs> Which is day one of the gauntlet. Uh, so I, I, I found somewhere else to be on Friday. Uh, Sam finished day one uh, Friday at five and one, which is very exciting. We went out to the melting pot. Uh, which is a fondue place. I was um, going to say, please tell me that's fondue. It's, it's, not- like, it, it's a three-course fondue place. So you get like cheese as course one, uh, like a hot oil as course two for your meat, and then chocolate for course three. So that was great. Then Saturday, I was kicked out of the house again, and I went to a a breakfast place here called Snooze, a very famous Denver place called Snooze. And then we went to a pottery place where I painted a teapot. And it was very cute. And then while that was all happening, Sam went four and one, and he wasn't allowed to play the last round because he had too many wins. So he was first in the Challenger Gauntlet going into the uh, like elimination day. And then on Sunday, <laughs> it wasn't clear when he was going to play, and he only ever he he had to play maybe two matches, but hopefully just one. And so we went out for breakfast to Jelly. As you can see, the story this is that I got kicked out of the house, so I went to restaurants. This is basically what the story is telling you. Okay, Jelly's so it's another a travel show. It's a, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, yeah. Gauntlet. Gauntlet's a really cool name for a TV show, and it sounds like a period piece to me. I don't know. I can see this going show, like travel epic and see. I can see both piece. ways. Yeah, it's a travel show where she explores great fondue of the world, great nap <laughs> places, and then has tea with famous people. And then Sam just sitting at home playing magic the whole time exactly yeah the, it begins with the conflict if you're getting kicked out and you find solace and and character development and all the restaurants honestly you, you i felt through. like the kid like whose parents needed them to like not be in the house so they were like sending them off to like their other friend's house for the weekend it was like it's like because some people were taking me out for different meals it was very funny anyway so some so sam did play only one match on sunday in which he won um, and I will tell you that he came out to tell us that he won in the most lamest way possible. Like he, cause he basically walked out of his door, which is above like on like this balcony. And he just looks down and he just gives like a really like low energy thumbs up and goes, I won <laughs> a match for a hundred thousand dollars, ladies and gentlemen. And worlds, right? Like that, that's what got yeah. him yeah. qualified for worlds. Awesome. Well, that's where the half the hundred dollars is coming from. A hundred thousand is coming from, but yeah. It was like so lame. I was very upset with him. He was just like, <laughs> I won. Anyway, it was great. As and then we went out for dinner, which we made Sam pay for. Uh, and we went out for of Fogo. Course, we as it should be. Brazilian barbecue. Uh, this well, is so fun. My week in magic, all restaurants, and I'm like never gonna eat at a restaurant again, I guess. Restaurants so are I'm, pretty magical. It's true. They are. <laughs> what I'm gaining from this now is that there was a lot of drama and intrigue to what was at stake. 
not actual stake, but like the stakes of, of the game itself. So I think I'm, I'm with Nicole on this one. This is sort of like a period piece, Downton Abbey, like very, very like, you know, high stakes of how people converse with each other. But anytime that something is happening, you know, when they're having tea, they're having fondue. Like that's what that's what's going on. <laughs> it was only the first place we went to. <laughs> really, the theme was more like the breakfast places. We went to two different breakfast places. See, there we go. So we um, need to call it. We need to call it. It's going to be called a brunch of liars. <laughs> I still like gauntlet. Fantastic. It sounds very like raw. <laughs> anyway, that was my week in magic. Okay, what about yours, Brasky? The you brunch here? gauntlet is coming to everyone this fall. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Uh, my week or so, my past week or so in magic is uh, has been pretty fun. I mean, a lot of the usual of still like in a socially distanced and responsible and fully vaccinated way, enjoying some weekly commander games with friends, which is good time. Except. Uh, my my friend who's now like getting back into the game, he is a dungeon master, right? That's his that's his main thing. He loves D and D, but he also likes magic. So when he found out about Forgotten Realms, he's like, "Well, I want to make." He wants to make a dungeon focused commander deck. He wants to do that kind of thing. So he's like, "Oh, well, I'm going to crack open this box that I bought." So I bought a box of Forgotten Realms, and I want to open it to find some commander cards. But I know it's designed to do other things. So why don't who wants to come to my house and play a sealed? And we're like, "Oh, sweet!" There's so like five of us showed up. We get ready to play a sealed and they, again, they don't, they're not connected a lot to magic like we are. So he gets the box and I go, Oh, Oh, my friend. He goes, what? This is a, this is a set booster box. This is not a draft booster box. So it's not designed for sealed. He goes, well, can we still play sealed with it? And we go, screw it. Why not? All right, cool. So each of us got like six packs of set boosters and then he had a pre-release, so we all got one pack of normal draft boosters, and we opened it up and tried to build sealed decks out of set boosters, which, let me tell you, makes some really weird and broken stuff because I got three Demi-Liches in one spot, even though blue is terrible in limited and AFR. So I tried to make a Rakdos deck that splashed enough blue that we, to play no, some Demi-Liches. No, oh, it was so Rasky. good. It was terribly good. <laughs> it was horribly, horribly good. Because here's the thing, I still did quite well with it because Rakdos is is Rakdos in AFR. How many Demi Liches did you cast? Two. Surprisingly nice. enough, two. So that's yeah, trying to build sealed decks out of set boosters uh ended up being uh a hilarious thing, which I guess if it was a TV show, it'd be kind of like a a Mythbusters or like a, you know, make you know, the the ones where you have to make something and you have a lot of tinkerers and that kind of stuff. I guess that's what it would have been. Would have been that type of show because it was a lot of funky characters doing things the wrong way with hilarious results. I would say that's what I pulled off right there. But other than that, uh, what we'll kind of talk about in uh, the big topic coming up is I actually gave an arena open a try for the very first time because all the folks at Arc Like Gaming are horrible influences. And I asked, should I do it? And they said, why not? And I said, great idea. I said, I can't argue with that logic. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But it was a good time otherwise. And so as we get into that discussion of uh, standard and the grab bag of ideas and things that we have to talk about that format, we always have a little activity and fun thing that we like to do in between. And this time, it's going to go over to Inextrad Nick Price with a, uh, a fun game that I'm going to call Name That PT. Nick, what are, the, what are the rules of this game that you put together for us this time? Okay, cool. Thanks, Brasky. So, so for each uh, for each question or for each, um, I guess, game item, um, for full points, I want you to guess uh, the PT, the the player I'm talking about who made top eight in that PT and the deck they played. So, Brasky, you know, you're in charge of giving out Brasky bucks. So, absolutely, I, you can do it however you want. But 
all, what's important is that full points go to if you you know go to the person who names all three of the of the things that I'm asking for. Um, and I'm gonna give you clues. It's gonna be like your name that card game where you give you tell me how many clues you need, and uh, we'll start with the person who who goes the lowest. All right. So for the first for the first item, actually, yeah, for the for the first item, um, I guess the first hint is uh, Spain. And you tell the me how many clues you need from there. Wow. Wow. Uh, you want to start? Spain. Who do we start with? Um, Let's start with me because I obviously will know all of these. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. gonna say I'm gonna say nine hints. <laughs> nine hints. That's more than that's more than the hints that I wrote down. <laughs> Perfect. I'm gonna go with nine. I'm gonna go with nine hints. All right. Okay, uh, Nicole. I I can I can I say more than nine? No. I, I think it's against the spirit of the game to say more than that. <laughs> but if you want, you can. I'm saying eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah, I have eight hints. <laughs> Good luck, Caroline. Okay. I'll say seven. You'll say seven. seven. Okay. <laughs> Poor Nick. All right. I think Nick's got to cap us on hints. Okay. So, so if we get to a point where he says something and we might even know it earlier, then you need to make uh, we need to make some sort of magic related sound to let him know like you want to guess. So instead of like a ding, you just got to make some sort of funky noise. Maybe eat a funyun. Maybe uh, make a goblin noise, <laughs> something of that nature. That'll get you to where you need to be. Yeah, like who's eating funyuns? I, I didn't know. No one, no one's eating funyuns in this. Okay. We're certainly not sponsored by any Quo snack related. Quote a planeswalker from Arena. All right. All right, so first one. Okay, Caroline. Uh, this player sideboard featured four copies of Cathedral Sanctifier. <laughs> Am I allowed to look up what that card is? No. <laughs> I, I, I can, I can, I can tell you what it does. Oh, you're, okay. looking, you're looking it up. Yeah, this is great. It's like, oh yeah, she's certainly not cheating. As we hear, click, 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 it's click, a, click, click. It's click, a one. Click. Okay, yeah. For for the audience, it's a one mana one two, um, that gains three life when it ETBs. Um, it's a okay. white one mana one two. I won't. I won't tell you what set it's from. Okay. Sorry. Can you, can you say what it is again? Cathedral Sanctifier. You're buying so time. It's, it's a it. one mana one two. Yes, that gains three life when it ETBs. Great, I would like the game to be over and I win because it's a one mana one one. I looked it up. It's a one mana one one? Oh, okay, mm -hmm. that's my bad. Yeah, it's a one mana one one. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a point. Yeah, that's a. Uh, <laughs> okay, so here's okay, the thing. You, you, get a, uh, you get a buck. Well, get no, a buck well the Brasky Bucks, we got to figure group. this out. There's like a stack of Brasky Bucks. So two points to Caroline for pointing out the factual inaccuracy. Minus two points to Nick for being factually inaccurate. What? Minus I, one point to Caroline for the, cheating, the, so she nets one brassy buck out of this whole thing. Wait, okay. so are you saying that cheating is like, are we teaching like the, the, the world's youth that cheating is like less of a big issue? Is it less no. of an issue than, slightly than like coming yeah, slightly like un, underprepared? Every, for Everything happens on like a bell curve scale kind of a thing. So, you know, certain, being factually inaccurate is cheating your brain. So that's that's basically the same thing. So continue I, on now. I have no uh, guess. Honestly, time, honestly says way. a lot about the U.S. education system. So anyway, so <laughs> so you you already know that that Spain. Um, I'm going to just give that free clue that the, the PT happened in Spain. Second clue okay. is the player sideboard featured four copies of Cathedral Sanctifier. Um, so I guess the second clue for you, Caroline, is John Finkel made top eight of this PT. That's okay. three. Okay, four is the constructed format that of was that PT. That was clue number two. Yeah, two. I'm saying that the, that the Spain one was like the free clue. So you, you should know that it happened in Spain. Uh, 
the third clue is that the constructed format that was played at that PT is no longer supported in Magic tournaments. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Next, uh, this PT featured what is widely known as the worst draft set of all time. Okay. Okay. Uh, this player uh, was the 2012 Rookie of the Year. Okay. Okay. Clue number six is they won the PT. <laughs> What's clue number seven? And they, uh, and they're they Canadian. their last name and their last and they're Canadian. Okay. I I uh did I know this? I think I knew this. I think I knew it earlier, but I wanted you to do all the seven clues. Sure. Okay, so what fine. do I have to tell you? Well, for full points, you tell me the player, uh, the deck they played, and the the PT, like the name of the set or the or the name of the PT. So. The player is Alexander Hain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, goodness. I'm trying to remember the worst draft set of all time. I think I might know it. Oh. It's You'll funny get your turn. It's, it's funny because you, you, so you cheated and you looked up Cathedral Sanctifier, so you should, you should know what set it's from. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Minus one breast, minus one breast gave up to Caroline for not even cheating properly. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, this 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 tells me a lot about the competitiveness of Canadians. Um, Okay, so I guess I I'll guess like was PTs called by the set back then? At the time, yes, the PTs were called. uh, So PT PT Addison restored. Yeah. Okay, and what's the what's the other thing I was supposed to name? What deck did he play? Oh, I'll just say mono white shitters. Okay. <laughs> Does anyone want to? What's the answer? Well, what Nicole might know it. Nicole, do you oh, want to? It's funny because I thought I knew Avison restored, and I think doesn't doesn't Hain play um, affinity? Is that possibly no? Ooh. Ooh. No, um, no. Uh, the okay. the deck the deck that Alex Hain played uh, to win Pro Tour Avison restored and win the 2012 Rookie of the Year title is uh, Blue White Miracles. Mm. Oh, see, I, I didn't get a guess at that, and I was obviously going to say Azorius, so I was robbed of that. So I get one. Oh, you were robbed of my guess. <laughs> one brassy buck for me, and it looks like two brassy bucks for Caroline for getting Avicen restored and Alexander. Perfect. Well done. Well done. On to the next one, Inextra. Okay. Um, I guess the clue is um, Amonkhet block. Amonkhet block. Okay. Okay. This is, so, this is Caroline, around the time uh, I started playing Magic. How many guesses? Five guesses. Five guesses. Okay. Or five, uh, five hints. Five hints. Yeah, five hints. Right, that's right. Not guesses. Nicole. Four. Four. <laughs> okay. Uh, just because I'm terribly going to get this wrong, three. Three? Let's so go, Braski. Okay, for the fences. All right, Braski. Let's your do first, this. Your first hint is... Okay. Uh, this deck played Fatal Push. Cool. I know okay. that card. Okay. In this second hint, in this top eight, uh, this player was the only player playing one of these colors. So in the in the entire top eight, this one of the colors in their deck was only played by this player. Okay. Knowing terrible okay. colors in Magic at that time, I'm going to guess white, but yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> His deck played four copies of Grim Flayer. Okay. That's th- that's three hints. 
This was Amonkhet. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I agree. Wow. Like this is, this is unbelievable. Um, this is, I, am I appreciate dying. that we brought on a fourth guess here. Um, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to guess <laughs> P PT. I mean, was okay. So were PTs by the set or were PTs by the city? By the set. You, you'll get points for, for guessing any of the three, like the player, the deck or the PT they played it at. Okay. Okay. I'm going to guess Jerry Thompson. Okay. I'm going to guess black, white. Those are two colors. What was I'm going to get? Zombies. I'm going to say black, white zombies. And I'm going to guess PT. No freaking clue. PT Chicago. Okay, all three of those answers are wrong. All right. Dang Nicole. it. So close. So you said four clues, right? Four hints? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this this player um, lost in the finals of that PT. Wait, can I buzz in? <laughs> can I... Can I just can I just pass it to Caroline? Tag in, tag in, tag it in, tag it in. Tags. So here's the thing: I've been muted for the last. I've been muted for the last minute because I was asking outside sources. Oh my god! You're cheating again. This is PT Hour of Devastation, which took place in Kyoto. <laughs> and the player is Sam Party. And the deck is just green, or like green black. I don't know what it was called. Yeah. Oh, like Delirium, I guess. <laughs> it was, That's it was my really answer. great when like, I saw on your webcam that he just walked in like, <laughs> as I was giving the clues to Brasky. Okay. Good Lord. That's that. I mean, that. I gotta say that is one way to cheat by cheating by asking the exact player <laughs> that was a part of this category in that spot. Congratulations! Okay, so Caroline gets um, plus three Brasky bucks <laughs> for the extremely the, the timing was so show. perfect. What did Sam get? The, the timing was Sam, so perfect. The, the, Sam Pardee you know. gets the assist of plus two Brasky bucks. So Sam Pardee is now on here. Okay, Nick. Nicole, for what it's worth, I had a feeling you were going to do that, so I was already pretty honed in on it. Yeah. So, at what at what guess did you did you like realize that it was like the person in the room with you? <laughs> That's the big question. That's the big question right there. I do think that from this though, from this discussion, we do need to say that uh, Nicole, you showed good sportsmanship by passing it on. Yeah, because I was going to answer correctly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, so thank you, Nicole, for letting me answer because uh, I was really excited. Also. <laughs> So Nick, I, I knew pretty early that you were going that that was going to be the answer. But the thing I asked Sam was was Amonkhet during the Australia PT or the um, Japan PT because I I knew that he top baited with green black. I just didn't know which city it was in, and that that's then. So he gave me our devastation. The rest I didn't know though. <laughs> See, that's See. perfect. I knew so from again. the Grim Flayer question. Oh yeah, that, was- I, I, that is a that is a very Sam Party card. Yes, so, it's a very Sam Party card. It's literally in the frame of, of his like spell books that I got him, I think. Oh, wow. Oh, maybe it's not. Oh. oh, no, there it is. Yeah, Grim Flayer is yeah. one of the spell book cards. I mean, I only I only played that card because I saw I saw him crushing with it. So I, I played yeah, a lot see. of Grim Flayer. It's probably like one of my most played creatures in Magic. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's up there for me, too. Heck, yeah. So to review on the point structure for that one, for the, uh, for the showcase of cheating above and beyond the recognition of other people. 
Caroline gets plus three Brasky Bucks. Perfect. Uh, I'll Sam share Par- with Sam. You know, Sam Pardee now enters the Brasky Bucks spot by coming oh. out the assist and gets two Brasky Bucks. He probably has more Brasky Bucks than I do at this point. So Sam Pardee has two Brasky Bucks? Okay. Yes, yes he does. Uh, Nicole Callahan for showing of immense sportsmanship and passing off to uh, Caroline and thereby showing weakness gets minus two Brasky Bucks. <laughs> For the showing of weakness that she put together. Oh so, my goodness! Sharing is for the weak. Ta- at I least when it comes in. to hour of devastation. You did tag. You I did tagged. tag in. I actually and, physically tagged too. Yeah, you did, and <laughs> so that was illegal use of hands, and that is a minus two brasky bucks. All right, that's the important thing to realize in that one. Nick, thank you for such an amazing game that we put together for that one. Uh, for your services on that one, I'm going to give you um, plus two brasky bucks and an hour of devastation token, whatever that means. That's that'll come into play a little bit later on, maybe about seventeen episodes down on the cast. So All right, hour thank of you. I'm going to remember that I have a, a perpetual hour of devastation token. Speaking of, of new important magic mechanics, exactly. That's gonna that's gonna be fantastic with that one. Of course, hour of devastation is no longer in the standard format, but a lot of things are in the standard format. And even though we're on kind of the uh, the, the the precipice of rotation another great magic card precipice of rotation someone come up with that one please what we need to what we also have is like we we had the arena open we had a lot of things kind of going on with the standard format and even with kind of new standard formats with like you know standard 2022 and things that that, that's going on and so we didn't really want to like peg this down on one specific topic but there was a lot of things about the standard format about the, the the competitive style of standard about what standard is and about 2022 there's a lot of things that we wanted to dig into and discuss uh, which is kind of why we just decided to call this the standard bag of holding. We got a lot of things in this bag. We're gonna we're gonna slowly exile thoughts into that bag, and then at some point they're all gonna come out. And so we have a lot of things to kind of just kind of discuss and talk about that all relate to the standard format, where it is, where it might go, and a lot of things of how we feel about magic when we were just playing nothing but standard and other things. So I I would like to kind of start the conversation a little bit uh, with uh, with. I guess Caroline, if if would you want to kind of start discussion off a little bit about what 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 are you feeling about standard about the decks that are in there? Maybe is there something else that you want to talk about about uh, the competitive side of the game as well? Yeah, so the one of the things that I in our like little Discord chat of things to talk about, um, I wanted to hone in on or talk a little bit about was this general approach from Wizards that seems to be moving away from high level play and trying to diversify where they put their attention and try to include all magic players, et cetera, et cetera, which I understand their reasoning. I'm excited to see how it's going to work out. Sad to see like some competitive play go away. But what I really saw direct impact on was a lot of, it feels correlated that this complaint of like stale formats and um, standard, especially not really, doing anything like it's not not moving it's just not doing anything um seems kind of related to the fact that there isn't as much high level player or reasons to break the meta in quotations um and then there was this huge spike in new decks in quotations but like newer decks and new things that were happening when when the arena open um was on and then also this past weekend with the standard gauntlet so um they feel somewhat correlated to me it's like well things are kind of boring and not doing anything cool. Oh, now that there's something to play for, we're seeing Winota come back. Like Winota was just not a deck in the last six months. It's really surprising that it just suddenly came back with a big vengeance and kind of took over and had like insane win rates and all this. So I guess what I'm kind of preaching is like, I feel like 
it's not a great idea to write off this whole uh, competitive play thing. And I kind of want to see it stick around, you know? I completely, I, that's a really interesting point of the fact that I remember when, when AFR came out, you know, I, initially I chalked it. I didn't really see a lot of change in the standard metagame. Like there, there was a couple of things that were happening right there, but especially in the first couple of days, it just seemed like the same. And I chalked it up to just Throne of Eldraine being Throne of Eldraine, right? I just chalked it up to, we have all these broken sets. We need to wait for rotation and all that. But you're absolutely right that Arena Open happens, competitive play happens, and then we start seeing, as you said, new wrinkles, new decks. And I, I think there is something to be said for how the competitive scene and the competitive side of the game really kind of does help drive deck diversity because that's kind of that's what spurs ideas of ways in which to try and uh, play the game differently, to challenge the metagame in a lot of different ways. And I, I, I do not see the metagames getting challenged in a much more casual way. Like if there was no high level competitive play, would this like would this standard look any different, or would we even see why not to make that sort of comeback if there wasn't something like the arena open and compete in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for what it's worth, don't let Eldraine off the hook. They're still a pretty component, pretty big component. Um, I think the like top twelve of the standard gauntlet was like. 80% decks of some sort of adventures, <laughs> whether it was like <laughs> Naya or Gruul. So don't let it off the hook. It's still a big reason. Um, and the Salt Lake standard was exactly super diverse and in some of the things we're seeing shake out over the last couple of weeks. But there's clearly a link between having a reason to play and seeing changes in the meta. And- title, of a, title, of, title of this episode is This Adventure Sucks. <laughs> I'm over it. Yeah. I'm done with it. Well, and we can kind of get an idea of of what that type of standard looks like with with standard 2022, right? So we get to look at things with with you know all the sets that are going to leave at rotation are gone, and we get to try out that format a little bit. And it's it's weird to play that format because it's not really a precursor to what the metagame is going to be when rotation happens because a whole new set of cards comes out. You you get to I, I would say at the very least, and I do recall this from standard 2021. You can see some frameworks of decks that might that people will try in the first couple of days. They'll try to add new cards and that kind of thing. But it really isn't a precursor of the meta game. I mean, Nicole, what's like? How do you feel about playing something like Standard Twenty Twenty Two when you jump into a format like that? I do not like Standard Twenty Twenty Two. I think it's a huge mistake. I think it's almost Wizard saying like, "Oh yeah, we've screwed up Standard to the point where we're just gonna try to half skip ahead here." But then they still have like the arena open weekend, they still have regular standards. So they're like, we screwed up so bad in standard that we're going to give you a, a sort of different format that you don't have to deal with the cards that we've made overpowered, but we're still going to have our competitive events be regular standard. And it's just a part of the reason that a lot of these, uh, like Caroline had said, the standards getting so stale, part of it's because of um, programs like Arena. You have so many people playing. So many people are, are just grinding through so many matches. You just figure things out faster. So mm-hmm. Standard 2022, although it's not going to look like exactly like Standard, maybe after rotation, it's still giving t- time to people to flesh things out. And it's just it just drives me nuts. I, I don't know, Caroline, I know you had gone into that a little bit. What did you... Well, I, I was wanting you to speak because I know that it literally says that it grinds your gears. <laughs> it does grind um, my gears. <laughs> so for one, I think they did it too early. Like, I believe they made the event like the week AFR came out. So it was pretty weird. Um, 
I also think it was confusing because they banned a card from Standard 22 that is not banned in Standard. Uh, and it is annoying and weird to remember that. Like, what the heck? And then the thing that I reflected about last year, last summer in 2021, they did have a similar event on Arena. Um, but what they also did in the end of, like, end of days, Standard 2121, <laughs> is... End of days, the apocalypse of Standard. <laughs> they actually made a huge banning in Standard in middle of the summer, if my memory is great, though time is kind of irrelevant. So somewhere around July, August, they made a banning of including things like Teferi and some other Granny Mike Gears cards. Omnath, no, 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 no. not that, that one. Th th that's a different thing. What I'm what I'm referring to is the ban they made in the summer that banned cards that were going to rotate in September. And what they did is they basically cleared out some some oh, of the yeah. annoying cards, not all of them, but yeah. some of the annoying cards that people were correlating with how standard is. It's honestly we're back in the same spot. It's like everyone hates standard. Like whatever it was back then, Teferi was definitely one of them. And they yep. they aggressively banned like eight or nine cards in standard at the in the middle of summer. And then that was their approach to try and rejuvenate standard, which is similar to having a standard twenty two play, which which Nicole talked about, um, but a little different because it affected, you weren't playing two conflicting formats. Like you were just playing standard <laughs> without yeah. the fairy. Um, but I believe they could not attempt to do that this season just because one, they have all these super high level gauntlets um, and they didn't really have that last summer. And then also there's just too many cards to ban. <laughs> so <laughs> it would just be too difficult. But that that's my thing about the standard 22 thing. I'm totally happy for it to be a queue where I don't have to go see it or hear about it. But when it becomes formats of tournaments that I'm interested in, or it becomes like a ban list I have to follow, it was just too much. It grinds okay. my ears. Yeah. I love, I love that discussion of like, if I don't have to see it or hear it, it's like, don't you talk to me or my format ever again. <laughs> it's like, yep. how dare you show your face around here? It's like how I really wanted to get bar stools for the apartment. And as long as Sam didn't have to hear about it, or order them, he was fully supportive. <laughs> gotcha. Standard 2022. It's like bar stools, but even more annoying. <laughs> Nick, you I were talking that. a little bit earlier about like your relationship to the game and, and from the competitive side of things and how you were trying to work on stuff and the skills you wanted to work on and all of the stuff you're struggling with. How much of that struggle had to do maybe with where the standard format is at and other things that you were kind of, as you were trying to kind of engage with the competitive side of things and competitive play did did where standard is at and how standard and the types of decks that were standard did that play a role you think in how you're feeling about competitive play um probably i mean uh, what i've been thinking this whole time is do, do you all remember when standard was the, the rotating format um and modern and modern and you know i guess yeah, just modern was the format where you could like play the same deck for two years and just be good at it, and and win tournaments. It's like how is it now? Like how is now the rotating format modern with horizons and stuff, and you know historic with with anthologies and mystical archives, and now standard is the format that's just had the same deck for like for like two years. Yeah. It, it, if I if I had to ask, what, what what set do you think has been around longer, Throne of Eldraine or Modern Horizons One? <laughs> I would have I would have to say Eldraine. It feels like it's been around for forever. Yeah, 
but modern I mean, it is mh1 first. but still. it is mh1 but only by like three or four months but if you if you think about like how much modern has changed um over over the past i guess at this point it's been yeah it's been around yeah, it's been more than two years since Modern Horizon One came out. Like, if you think about how many new decks have popped up, every, you know, every so often compared to standard, where maybe each set will bring on um, one or two new decks, but really, you know, you end up playing adventures anyway. Oh, I believe <laughs> what you should have said is that the new sets will bring one or two cards to adventures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I. I guess what that I'm that happened. Yeah, like it's like, oh look, Goldspan Dragon. Did you know that we called it, it with Prosper's Innkeeper? Oh yeah, we did. Well, it was definitely a card that I mentioned from the set, but I think it was the card that was like most representing me. But it still counts anyway. That card made it into <laughs> Nia Winona. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess okay. I've been. I guess part of the reason I've been having a hard time is that um, I have just not uh, really been enjoying the the decks the decks that are good in standard right now. I know it's weird because like there's a Sultai kind of control ramp deck and that is definitely in my wheelhouse, but I just, I just haven't been good at like Gruel adventures. I haven't been good with Sultai and the fact that like that, that format hasn't rotated in forever means that I just haven't been able to figure out how to play those decks, you know, well enough to spike a a PTQ or something. So, you know, I, I don't think that it's 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 Wizard's fault or it's a re, you know it's it's the deck's fault that I'm not doing very well. But I guess I am just I was interested in Standard 2022 because I was able to try new strategies like you know like Is it Dragons and Mono White Aggro that maybe I could do well with. Yeah, Brasky. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it even farther. All right, you're saying it's not it's not Magic's fault, and I heard you start to say the word Arena. It's not Arena's fault, and I'm gonna tinfoil hat and say no, it is. It, it is, is Arena's, Arena's fault. fault. Yeah, you know why? Here it why? is. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on. Great. We've made the digital card game version of Magic. Awesome. Wait, crap. Our monetization model sucks. People aren't going to, when cards rotate or when new sets show up and all these brand new decks start happening, people aren't going to have the wild cards to get it. So we got to make sure that at least some people can play a deck for several years before actual rotation hits. So let's make this broken thing called Throne of Eldraine. And now everyone can play adventures for two years, so you got some you got some mileage out of your wild cards and all that kind of stuff. Now, it's when rotation weird. happens, they've set it up so it's going to happen again. That that's my tin hat theory. It's it's weird because like that was supposed to happen to historic, right? Like historic was supposed to be where you could play your favorite deck um, while standard is rotating a bunch, right? Like you know, standard rotates, you can no longer play Soltai Ultimatums. Okay, you play you continue playing Soltai Ultimatum and historic because. Because that's the format where you can play your favorite decks. It's kind of like what Pioneer was supposed to be for when when that was more well supported. That was like the Hall of Fame of good standard decks. But now it's like historic is the format that's constantly changing with the anthologies and the archives and the new sets and the bannings. Where standard, you know, like you just have to play adventures. I think the only thing I have to say about that is that when Throne of Eldraine came out, when it was printed. Adventures wasn't actually like good or a deck. Like I remember in October of 2019 at an, at an open at SCG Philly, I played Matt Nass on camera and they were so happy to feature our decks because I was playing Jeskai Fires of Invention with Planeswalkers and Matt Nass was playing uh, Simic with like Paradise Roots and Oko. And they were like, oh, we're so happy. It's not a Golos Field of the Dead deck. Because that's all anybody was playing. And we were playing two decks that weren't going to be legal in a year. Like, you know, Caroline? 
What do you the think reason about why, that? The reason why Adventures wasn't played was because we had to ban 10 cards before they'd be yeah. even the thing to do. Yeah. I, know, I completely agree. Like, Fires <laughs> of Invention, um, Oko, Oko. Omnath. Like, Field they, of the Dead. They tried to remove everything to make it like a normal set, and we're still just being like, okay, well, here's our Bone Crusher Giant. I did play Bone Crusher Giant in the deck. It was and even the good. funnier thing is that Field of the Dead being, wait, was Field of the Dead, was that War of the Spark? Or is that something that would still be legal right now? It would still be legal. I'm yeah. pretty sure. And that and that is why the Book of Exalted Deeds is banned. Is because Field of the Dead doesn't. Ex- there's no land destruction in the format. Or yeah, Wait, not Field of the Dead. There's a Field, there's of, ruin. a dip- field of Ruin. That's what I was going to say. There's no land destruction in the format, so they were just like, field "Oh, of we're banning this thing." But they, that, um, that's why they banned Exalted Deeds. Though they're like, "Well, there's not enough land destruction. We don't want to make another card ubiquitous." Well, they banned. They banned it. The part, they partly banned it in in Standard 2022 because f- is because Field of Ruin is not in is not in Standard 2022. So oh, if you were a con- like if, let's did. say you wanted to play control, you could not you couldn't play Field of Ruin to deal with um, your best bet was cleansing wildfire. You know what? Instead of standard twenty twenty two, just give us standard like international waters. Give us nothing is banned. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Everything's legal. Do whatever the hell you want. Just get away from me. Right. It's <laughs> it's it's the bar stool thing, all right? Have a standard format where nothing is banned. I don't care what you do, just get away from me. All right. <laughs> standard bar stool. Standard bar I guess my bar stool the- standard. For what it's worth, I love my bar stools and they look beautiful in our kitchen. Great. <laughs> we need to get another competitive format called Barstool Standard. All right, that's what we're going to be doing. Play whatever right. you want, just don't talk to me about it. I guess aside, Nick, from, any, like, aside from any kind of like personal hardships I've had in Magic recently, I, I, I will like I will like fight for the opposite side where I actually really like that the standard twenty two standard twenty twenty two queue is available right now because I I welcome efforts to, to change stuff around like even if they can't actually just ban adventures like if they don't want to do that so close to rotation well so close it feels like we have another year of Eldraine I do like that there are other options and it's interesting because for like one or two weeks after the release of that queue we saw tournament organizers like Insight hold competitive tournaments with the standard 2022 format but but it's weird because Right, the week after, like all the tournament organizers, you know, even Star City didn't like they decided not to go down that route because they went back to standard. So, I think it's 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 weird because players were whining, justifiably, that rotation couldn't happen soon enough and that people want you know to play with new cards, but maybe not enough people joined the inside tournaments in standard twenty twenty two to justify continuing developing that format competitively. So it's like, I don't understand. Like if, if players don't want to play current standard, why not join tournaments or create tournaments that are standard 2022? That's a good question. Well, even if it's not, you know, even if it's not your main thing, that's okay. You can always play Jumpstart. Oh, wait, no, that no, that's old now. Let's go to Commander. No, wait, that's that's old now. Modern Horizons 2. Crap, no, that's old. We got to go to another. Oh, jeez. And now we have Jumpstart Historic Horizons, which is right before another set that releases two weeks after that. There's also just like, I might, there's a lot to wrap my brain around that's not even standard because there's so many products and things coming out too that I'm just like, you know what? I don't care what new cards are out right now. I have like my Commander decks and sometimes I can play I don't know, historic brawl, because I just, I don't know if I can keep up with things as well. So it's, I don't know. I, I'm at very least, you know, happy that there's going to be some free historic drafts, right? Right? That's a good thing before rotation happens, because just kind of overstandard in some ways. 
And I think we're over the topic because we're at about the end of the podcast for this one. So yeah, I, I, I'll quickly just summarize that I am happy to know standard. I'm happy to play standard. I've always liked standard. Um, and I just, I think that it gets a bit of a bad rap when people say like it's stale. There's too many previews. Like there seem like conflicting things to complain about. Um, so I'm happy to be excited for the next spooky Innistrad set. And we'll see how it goes. But oh, if, yeah. if, I, if I'm book, incredibly excited for that. If Book Faceless Haven is actually the win condition, I will likely go and visit a different game. That that's It's not a fun thing for me. I do not like that kind of combo. So. Whereas uh, uh, I look over at my colorless commander deck that plays a bunch of like platinum angel and I can't lose the game effects and I say, yeah, not totally in agreement. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Any other comments about the standard format that we want to say? Um, I think we've said all that needs to be said. Can we yeah, have a I mean, goodbye I, party I for Eldrain next month? A goodbye party <laughs> for Eldrain? <laughs> I will say that like a lot of there have been a lot of times in the past like year where it actually has been correct to play something other than adventures, and that's something that I I would be interested in talking more about or this you know or discussing. Not not that we have time now, but to me, I've always been like pretty bad at at choosing a deck, and it's I think it's been especially interesting in such a long drawn out non rotating format like standard, right? Because every weekend I've been faced with the with the question, hey, are you going to just play adventures because it's like been the best deck forever or is it time to switch off and play the the flavor of the week that can beat adventures or the deck that can beat the deck that beats adventures so you know it's 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 something that i've had the opportunity to improve at but i feel like i haven't improved that because whether i've been playing gruel or playing rogues because it supposedly beats adventure decks like i've just been doing a lot of losing so hopefully you know hopefully i've improved the deck choice but it one of my regrets is that it feels like over the past two years i haven't really improved in you know at at choosing decks for tournaments yeah yeah i hear you except for that time nick where we chose decks together and we crushed it oh yeah i mean we're gonna do that again right like insight is holding a, a team tournament i think every set oh, now i meant we... lotus box but yeah yeah that's true oh okay well <laughs> so no, Wait, i mean it, nick, it's, it's nick. also true because yeah can I just ask you on air where you have to say yes? Because we played <laughs> together with um, Hogpog together and then we, we came first, last second. Yeah. Does that mean we're locked in to always be a team um, until something changes? Yes, I think so. Perfect. It's recorded on air. Perfect. Well, I I would Clip say it. it off air too. Like I... <laughs> <laughs> You have to say that. We're on air. <laughs> All right, because but that, that's just showing a good team because you're good teammates, good people, and good friends because that's what Friends of Magic is all about. And we're appreciative of everybody else listening on our topic and discussion of standard and all the kind of ins and outs and feelings about the format. So make sure you join us next week for our next topic called Hey, Remember Theros? Just kidding. <laughs> what? Which, which that's shit? yeah, Theros be beyondeth. Theros beyondeth is, is I think, what it was. Yeah, called. Theros beyondeth. Yeah, beyondeth. Uh, it's it's something where it was we were you were in a you were in Theros, but you were traveling quite a distance. It was Theros beyondeth. Uh, there was such great <laughs> and broken cards, such as. How did you not make that joke when we? <laughs> like this is the first time I've heard this joke before. It's oh yeah, no this this one just showed up on that one. So there's that one for you. But it's okay because it's like hey, it's like I remember looking back at some of those cards and being like, yeah, Dream Trawler, that was a thing. 
Oh, man. But what is always a thing is us appreciating y'all for listening to this podcast. And we always want to know what you feel about the podcast by leaving us a review on whatever podcast platform it is that you listen to it. Make sure to subscribe and leave us some words there about how you feel about this awesome podcast, what you like about it, what we can do better because we're always appreciative of that as well. And sometimes we will find these uh, hosts playing some Magic the Gathering. Sometimes we're doing some other things as well, but it's always going to be interesting. So as we sign off, I'd like to know where can you find my awesome co-hosts and what is they might be doing in this upcoming week? Caroline, let's start with you. Okay, so this coming week is actually kind of cool. Um, I know we're a magic podcast, but we do like to talk about other games without naming them for some reason, but I'm just going to name this one. Um, I've been playing a lot of Storybrook Brawl, which is an auto battler um, based on some cards, very similar to Hearthstone Battlegrounds. Uh, and they are having a their first like cool tournament. They had like a test one a couple weeks ago. So the top 16 players from July on the ladder plus seven community invites. I'm one of the community invites. Don't worry. I didn't grind the ladder <laughs> um, are playing in a tournament. There's one other invite too, but uh, playing in a tournament on Saturday. So I, that's what I'm going to do this weekend. There's also a lot of people in town visiting from like a variety of places on the internet that I know. <laughs> so I'm excited to go hang out with them as well. That's awesome. I love oh, people call- find me. Right. What's up? Yes. That thing. Where can people find you doing that? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I was like, why is there a pause? Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini, M-I-G-H-T-Y-L-A-N-G-U-I-N-E. You can find me on Instagram at The Mighty Linguini, and you can find me on twitch.tv slash The Mighty Linguini, where I have actually been streaming. What a world. It is. I love how you talk about, like, it's a cool tournament, how, like, the other tournaments, like, you know, a tournament... It was a nerd tournament. I mean, they were they cool were linguini-less tournaments, so I think... The yeah, this one's going to have a linguini. And hey, good luck. If, if you know anything about the game, there's my favorite card in the game is called a Puff Puff. Um, puff and puff. it breaks... So, like, it's similar to Magic. You can have, like, there's X number of copies of a card, but this breaks that rule. You can have as many Puff Puffs as you want. And um, they just buffed the Puff Puffs, so I'm puff really puff. excited. Puff Puff? <laughs> They buffed the puff, the buff puffs. Man, those puff puffs were buff. Puff, and they're, they're little pink. They're like little pink furry balls, and they're very cute. So they're exactly yeah. what they sound like. They said yeah. they're exactly what they sound like. See, here I am thinking you were so excited that you're going to say like a moose was in the game and really awesome, but it's just so like, no. I am working on it. I happen to know the designers, and I'm trying to get them to add a moose. To the if game, you win the like the, 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 the tournament, right, the community tournament, there's no way that they can't put a moose in the game. Yeah, I should ask for an invitational card for the winner. Yeah, pretty sure that's how it works. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. Nicole, what are you going to be up to for this next week, and where can people find you doing it? Oh, well, you can always find me on Twitter or Twitch at Lady of the Crease, and I may be streaming again. And if I do, I will be streaming on my fiance's Twitch. It's Jim Davis MTG. Uh, you can also find my Mog Monday video on Jim Davis MTG on YouTube. So check that out. Uh, awesome goblin matron doing my thing and if they wanted to find you in all your places you were at lady of the crease lady of the crease on pretty much everything perf (laughs) love it nick where where can people find you doing the awesome things you're going to be up to um yeah you can find me on twitter at inextrad mtg and pretty much no place else um i guess you can message me on discord or something i don't know um this week i think i'm going to focus on on um 
getting better at magic. Like I, I've identified that one of the things that I, I sound like a broken record, but like my, my mantra this, you know, these last couple months has been like improving at magic. So um, I've identified that I think that my main weakness right now is that I just don't consume content well, like properly. You know, I, I, if I read an article, I don't like really read it or take notes. I just like skim it and copy the deck list. So I'm going to be focusing on, um, you know, being more efficient with how I, I process information. Hopefully that'll, you know, that'll give me a little bit of an, imp- uh, an improvement over the next week or so. Fantastic. Of course, if anyone wants to find me in the hijinks, I'll be up to you. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142. I won't be broadcasting anything while I'm playing Commander, but I do have a friend that is in town from Seattle that I haven't seen in about three years. And they're one of the people that got me into the game of Magic because they work at Card Kingdom and a bunch of other stuff. So it's going to be fun to actually play some games of Commander with them. They have been playing the game for so long that they build jank decks but still use OG duels. So it's like a weird flex of like, this deck is terrible, yet it's still like, here's a Savannah, here's a Bayou. And this is a like weird progenitus turbo fog deck. Like this, <laughs> deck, like it's going to be hilarious to see that come up. And of course, if uh, you enjoyed this podcast, you want to learn more about it, make sure to subscribe to it on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And now check us out on Twitter. We have a new and improved and well, I don't know how it can be improved because it didn't exist in the first place, but it's a brand new Twitter you can find out about at fam underscore podcast, F-A-M underscore podcast. So make sure to follow us on Twitter for updates. Wow, that was available? I know. It's should have taken it. I, I know, right? You could have squatted on that. We could have like charged <laughs> you a bunch of brasky bucks to get it back. That was that would have been the big thing. Right what there. are the scores? Scores at the end of this. We have, oh, let's no. go at the bottom of the spot here. So I guess uh, brasky, I gave myself a brasky buck at some point for getting, I think, uh, one of possibly a color at some point in Nick's game, right? And running these things well and giving out tokens to other folks. So I got one Brasky buck out of that. Uh, Nick, for running a good game, got two Brasky bucks. Caroline, uh, actually Sam Pardee gets two Brasky bucks. Welcome (laughs) to the game, Sam Pardee. Caroline, for her exceptional display of cheating, gets five total Brasky bucks. And Nicole, for amazingly good sportsmanship, with everything added up, got minus two Brasky bucks from this one. (laughs) Wow, cheating so, better so, than sportsmanship. Got it. Okay, yes. we're supposed to have the person who won the previous week set a rule for the next week. We've never done it, oh, so we should true. do it next week. All right. Well, Caroline, but Nicole, would you like? Well, no, Nicole, Nicole owes two rules. Oh, that's right, Nicole. You need to come up with two rules that will affect Brasky Bucks by the next cast. Okay, take some time with this one. Make Can y'all call me Goblin Matron next week? Of yes. course, Goblin Matron. <laughs> yes. And if someone doesn't, then they lose a Brasky buck. Or Nicole gains one. <gasps> I Even steal your better. Brasky bucks. I like that. <laughs> True yes. goblin action. You right drink there. You drink the Brasky bucks. You drink them all. Though. <laughs> <laughs> and plus one Brasky buck on that one for Nick for the for the film reference. I appreciate that one. But I appreciate everyone that listens to this podcast, and we appreciate you listening in next time. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.